episode of It's Too Wordy, comic book podcast, where three buddies talk about comics from their childhood and today. We're also uh, changing it up a little bit, so if you were enjoying the Word Request comics on the G Podcast, we are incorporating it into this one now. just makes it easier, you know. So, um, let's see. We're going to start out with the new comic for the week. Yay! Kirk, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Ryan and I have the same issue. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I it's a little older, but it's still new. Uh, I decided to pick up Devil's Reign, number one. So basically, it's about the kingpin. Uh, he's now mayor of New York City. He's trying to figure out why he hates Daredevil. And Matt Murdock and or sorry, not Matt Murdock, not Mike Murdock, but Daredevil runs into Kingpin and says uh Kingpin has a file folder on Murdock and says, basically, I had a file on you and now it's completely been robbed and I can't remember what your who you are, your secret identity. What did you do to me? Is basically what he's saying. He can't remember. He he knows he knows who he is, but he, he for some reason he just can't remember. Do they go into explaining what's going on with Kingpin? Massive uh, mind wipe across the like with the Spider-Man crap. No. Okay. Um <laughs> so he basically says, "Who are you?" Um Daredevil says, "Sorry, Wilson." Then it's called a secret identity. Talks about, uh, and then it goes on to talk about uh, Kingpin's doing a speech. And basically the gist of the whole first book is Kingpin puts a hit out on all superheroes. And they start interviewing everybody. Yeah, that's pretty much how uh, it's going. Uh, Moon Knight shows up. And he's about to be arrested by a new group of Thunderbolts. You got Electro, USA agent, Rhino. Hopefully that's Rhino, not somebody else. Purple chick, uh, purple symbiote chick. Scream. That's Scream? I believe that's her name. Cool. Are trying to arrest Moon Knight. And... Moon Knight is kicking the shit out of them, or they're kicking the shit out. It looks like Moon Knight's kicking the shit out of them. And it cuts to Spider-Man saving a girl from a burning building. Blah, blah, blah. They arrest Spider-Man. I'm assuming it's... I don't know which Spider-Man this is, because they don't really say. And unfortunately, I'm not keeping up real well with the new Spider-Man. I know Miles Morales... And Peter Parker. Doesn't look like a standard costume. So that could be Ben Riley. I don't is know. Is that? Ooh. I Jean think Romita it, draw this. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's Miles Morales because there's a little bit of brown there. They arrest Miles. Captain America comes up and saves another girl out of the building, and the Thunderbolts. Uh, try to arrest Captain America. Cap says, nope. Starts fighting him. Then Daredevil and Elektra, or sorry, 
daredevil woman without fear, Electra, shows up with Spider-Man and they help Cap. And they go into a sewer to hide. And Cap says we gotta fight back. And then you go to Fantastic Four. Doc Ock tries to uh, arrest the Fantastic Four. Um, they break into the... the uh, ben uh, Thing receives a call on the hologram and they're being attacked. So the Thing gets everybody out and they take off. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones get attacked. So you can see they're going after all the superheroes here. Then uh, Kingpin makes a visit to his son saying this is all his. And his son says, I want to be nothing like you. And then, guess who shows up? Mike Murdock. Woo! And then Tony shows up to get uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and their kids out. They're the one in the case. Yep. Ooh. I don't know. Anyway. Is he purple? Uh, yeah. Still great? There you go. Look at Nick's, uh, Nick, for the, man. Nick for the save. I feel so out of practice. We haven't done this where we have to actually talk <laughs> uh he breaks out Kilgrave breaks out tries to attack uh fisk and fisk kills him and that's where it ends um it was good i'm not doing it justice it really was it was it, it was good it was like a major crossover so i think it's still going on they have like one shots of devil's reign they do have one shots but i think the main the main story is over done yeah but um, I just haven't bought two, three, four, five, and six yet, so I don't know the whole story. But that's what I got. Sorry for the off night, everybody. But whatever. We're not always on. It's fine. It's cool. I mean, we've all had our nights. Yeah, I read a book. Ugh. Next. What it feels like sometimes with yeah. this shit. <laughs> well, here we go. Here we go. Right. Uh, Ryan and I, which is funny, picked up the same book. It is uh, Miss Meow from Merc Comics, number one. Four ninety nine. This book is gigantic. I mean, it's heavy. It's, it's pretty nice. It's I mean, quality. It's a good quality book. The paper's nice. Not like Marvel's lately. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems very sturdy. Very, she's very sturdy, too. Um... At least that's what she looks like on the cover. Most of the time in the book, it's not. It says yeah. a mature content rating, but it doesn't have any mature content. In no, I couldn't find anything in here that I was like eh, outside of the cover being a little bit. Uh, Ooh, there's a little side boob on it. Yeah, yeah. What? Ooh, side boob. <laughs> she uh, attends. She's like attends this Merc rally, right? Yeah, this big gala where it's like they have a red carpet and they're asking these Televised mercs who they're too. wearing yeah. <laughs> televised mercenary convention and apparently it's very popular because there's a lot of people watching <laughs> i do like a uh, death rage yeah death spawn because like, his daughter who's just like just call me deborah don't call me death spawn just yep <laughs> his, his face mask is always changing to, like different yeah it looks like uh it kind of, from the first image with the face it kind of gave me the ultron movie vibe uh-huh. but yeah Whatever his emotions are, it shows on his metal helmet. Like, there's even one where he's waving and it says, how you doing on it? Very, Death Rage is hilarious. It... Mm-hmm. He's a great character. <laughs> Apparently he slept with everybody in the con. It's pretty funny. 
I mean, truthfully, it's about Miss Meow trying to steal the helmet the, of Leonidas. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a leader of another group of mercs. And the largest group of mercs in this season. They know it's a setup, or she knows it's a setup because the guy that's throwing the gala has it all set up to capture her. And to cause a discre- distraction, they have Death Rage. Uh, somebody tell Death Rage that one of the mercs is sleeping with his daughter. And so they start fighting. And then they go into all this, like, uh, James Bond crap where they're, you know, the the kittens or whatever <laughs> her sidekicks are called <laughs> are causing a distraction while she's trying to get in and steal this helmet. This is an amazing book. Five bucks. It is a quality book. It is a small press, so it's going to probably be a little bit harder to find, but absolutely check it out if you can. It is just, it's funny. There's action. The art's solid. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. I mean, yeah. it's pretty good. Actually, it's very good. Because everybody's just going, oh, that's a boob book. Like, no. Yep. You, you look inside, it's not. Yeah, check that one out. And unlike Xenoscope, the inside art is actually good. Yeah, I actually opened it up and looked at it in the store before I grabbed it. And I'm like, actually, this art's not bad at all. Uh, so I was really impressed. Zenscope's caught me too many times. Yeah. Nice covers. Mm-hmm. Not good inside. Yep. All right. Ready? All right. Now we're going to switch over to... Uh, the Random Reads! Quarter Quest. Oh. I thought we were doing. Uh, Random Reads takes a long more time, so we're just going to do quarter quest real quick. All right. Uh, you switched it up I without did. telling us, you dick. We, we discussed it. You were in La La Land, wherever you were. Right? I don't know. It's okay. I'm not blaming you for it. <laughs> All right. So, so if anybody out there was not listening to quarter quest, which uh, I bet none of you hit it because uh, the ratings weren't that great. So, we're going to add it in here. And uh, so this this little section is about books that we found for a dollar or less. Usually, um, there's three different eras, 60s and 70s, 80s independent, 90s to today. So I picked up a book that I bought for 75 cents in 1990. <laughs> <So> it technically, <laughs> What's it worth now? This works. So it's worth about 60 bucks. So it's not so bad. But in this condition, I'd say about 10. Daredevil number 25, first appearance of Leapfrog. Apparently, this book is getting... Pretty popular now. Fuck you and your stupid ass crap speculators. And uh, because if I wanted this now, I'd have to pay 60 bucks for it. I don't want to do that because it's not that great. Um, so uh, this is the first appearance of Leapfrog. Also the first appearance of Matt Murdock's swinging twin brother, Mike Murdock. What can I say about this? Written by Gene, or uh, written by Stanley, drawn by Gene Cohen. So, can't go wrong with those two, because they did amazing work on Daredevil. So, <sighs> Daredevil's in England. He gets attacked by some guy in a green suit, but he's wearing a normal suit with a whatever, handkerchief over his face, and he's hopping around with springs on his shoes. Daredevil's like, okay, this guy's completely not dangerous. Move on. <laughs> I'm not scared of you. <laughs> no. Long story short, Daredevil comes back to America and finds out he's got a letter on his desk from Spider-Man saying that he's going to expose him as Daredevil. Why would Spider-Man... Why would Spider-Man do that? Yeah. And uh, Karen's like, well, we all know that Mike Murdock or Matt Murdock's Daredevil. No, you really don't. And Foggy's like, no, he's blind. God damn it, he's blind. 
So he has to make this uh, swinging brother, Mike Murdoch, show up at the end. And Leaf Frog attacks, of course, blah, blah, blah. Now he's wearing a suit and stealing stuff. That's it. Done. Don't know why this book is so expensive, but if it shows up in She-Hulk and if She-Hulk looks like it does now, I'm not watching it. She looks horrible. Oh, come on. She looks horrible. Come on. No, she looks horrible. Um, Could it be any worse than Miss Marvel? Don't speak bad about that show. <laughs> Do not speak bad about that show. Why? Do you like it? I think it is amazing. All right, shut him off. We'll talk about it later. Shut no, him, we'll talk about shut him, shut him up. All right. Um, no. All right. Who's got the next one? I got the next, and I'm just kidding. I haven't watched one episode just like everybody else in the country, in the world. So uh, I borrowed retrograde number one from Nick. The writer was Greg Kendrick. The artist was Frank Turner. It's by... Eclipse Comics, and it was released in November of 1987. So, you pop up, start off, the guy looks like a Gladiator from the X-Men comic books, and then you have Emperor Palpatine talking to him, saying, you know, I want this guy destroyed. I'm old, and he's, he's still so young! They just keep going about how he's young, and he wants the guy dead, and Emperor Palpatine is like, You're, it's either his life or your life, and then you, find, you see the gladiator-looking guy, and he's old, so I'm like, oh, he's not gladiator. Alright, well, that's, <laughs> that's good. He looks really, really uh, old there. So, the uh, I know he's got a name, but he just looks like Emperor Palpatine to me is walking through his ship and he starts talking to the computer of the ship and he says that he uh, he wants to bring in Commander Aaron and that if he brings Commander Aaron in, he'll uh, get his life restored back to being young and he says, but you don't want anything in return for you helping me break get Cap Commander Aaron, not Captain Aaron, Commander Aaron. And he's like, that's not true. I want you to leave this guy who looks like Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. <laughs> yep, he definitely looks like Peter Parker. And you must leave him to me because I want to deal with him in my own way. And he want the Emperor Palpatine wants to know the reasons, and the computer says that's uh, my reasons are private. I didn't know that computers had privacy, but okay. So he uh, Emperor Palpatine ca calls in General Raider, who again looks like Gladiator, and but he's a much younger looking Gladiator right here. And then you skip to Commander Aaron. He's on a farm. Hmm. A guy born with superpowers, indestructible, living on a farm. Uh, carrying a tractor. Carrying a tractor. Has super speed. Gets told there's a there are aliens in the house. And <laughs> so he busts through doors. And it's the Peter Parker looking dude. I guess his name is John Warner. 
And uh, he says, hello, Aaron. I see you're still rough on doors. Because he just obliterated his own house. He meets a guy named Portal. Isn't there a Marvel character named Portal? That sounds really familiar. I'm trying to figure out why. Or is it DC? I think it's Marvel. It's got to be Marvel. Like, uh... Okay. Isn't that one of the rando X-Men that survived for like a week and then they killed him? Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Basically, John says he wants to bring him back and John's brother is eating all his food. So he agrees to come back because all it took was we need you. And he's like, all right. I promised my parents I wouldn't come back, but all right, I'm I'm going to go back. It didn't even last a panel. <laughs> he was like, mm, yep, yep, deal. And so Portal, wouldn't you know? What? Come on, Ryan. How did I miss that? It's Darkhawk. That's why it's so familiar. Um, <laughs> Portal, Portal, Darkhawk. Portal. There you go. <clears throat> so Portal, you know, I guess... He opens a portal and they go a hundred, hundreds of miles away to a secret base. And John's like, ta-da, this is my base. What do you think? And he's like, eh, that seemed better. He's like, hey, man, I I complimented you on your shitty farm. You could at least show some courtesy. <laughs> and portal. Ah! has a brain brain spike and uh, gets taken to the med lab, but he had unleashed something when he opened the portal. What could it be? And then they take John, or Commander Aaron, John takes Commander Aaron to his uh, quarters and something really going on. Uh, he like pokes his eyes and he takes his eyeballs out. Really weird. And I was like, okay, what's what's going on here? He can't have his eyeballs in his head to be uh to be the commander. Um, then you skip to the danger room. I mean, the gym where they're doing exercises, <laughs> and they're all fanboying over uh, Captain Aaron. Pretty much, that's all it is. One guy saying he ain't nothing, man. He ain't nothing, and he's like, well, and Commander Aaron overhears him talking shit about him, and he's like, well, I'm glad I have you here to. To, you know, to 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 help me and keep me safe. And you cut to the med lab. Peter Parker has got uh, Harry Osborne and Gwen Gwen Stacy here, and they're running tests on Portal. And uh, they increase the uh, voltage on this machine. I don't know what it's doing, uh, but it causes him to have another brain spike and all of a sudden aliens are just coming straight through the portal and uh peter parker's like get gwen out of here harry get gwen out of here and they call the team and the uh commander aaron says consider this your first uh practice session and they defeat the uh it's basically they handle the uh the uh, aliens with ease, but one of them gets bit, so I'm pretty sure in the next issue or two, he's gonna turn into, like, a demon or something. I don't know, because he's like, oh, it bit me! Apparently, Portal brought more than just those aliens. He brought some guy named 
Desmodus through the portal, and that's where it ends. Now, besides, you know, the characters looking very uh, familiar to to me throughout the whole book, uh, it was alright. It was decent for a, you know, it was quick read. Probably would have picked it up, maybe, if I found it, but I don't know. I think I'd have to read more to get more of the story of everything, because it was just a, you know, origin story and stuff like that. You basically thrown in and you don't know who the fuck Commander Aaron is. There's only three issues of it. Too. There's only three issues? It only made it three issues? Yep. Eclipse was kind of just like, eh, it worked, it works. If it doesn't, we're just cutting it. He'll just throw it up there and see if it sticks. <laughs> well, apparently I only need to read two more, so... That's what I had this week. Alright. So that swings it over to me. So... I kind of got a two-for-one type deal thing going on here, and the reason for that is because I did uh, Green Arrow, issue 130. It's the second of three issues of Three of a Kind. So it's a crossover that started off in Green Lantern 96, then it went to Green Arrow, and then went to Flash. And I'm going to talk about Green Arrow, and I'm going to talk about the Flash one here real quick. So the Green Arrow one, uh, that one was March of 98, uh, by Dixon, Chuck Dixon, and Will Razardio. Raz- Raz- I love how he he's horrible with names. I am so bad with names. <laughs> Rarudo. Uh, <laughs> I try to sound it out. It never works out for me. And then Sal Bashimi is the inker on it. So in the Green Lantern one, they Green Arrow, Flash, and Green Lantern take a vacation on a cruise ship. This is picking up where they have been captured and um, there are a couple of bad guys on here looking them up to make sure I get this right. So there's sonar heat wave and hatchet and they are trying to save Dr. Polaris by taking them to magnetic North going North to reset Dr. Polaris. So hatchet has the three, covered with this gun that's supposed to move faster than the flash so the flash doesn't want to risk hurting anybody and doesn't want to bolt over and take it keep in mind this is in the green arrow book so kyle the green lantern creates a uh, remote controlled monster truck to go see what's going on on the rest of the ship so they can kind of figure out how to handle the situation connor green arrow connor being um ollie's kid is kind of watching see what Kyle's doing, and then Wally is distracting Hatchet. And uh, they are able to get the jump on Hatchet because a woman comes in to bring in food and water, and he's like, no, these guys are good, but he turned his attention away, and all three of them used it to be able to break away. Flash ran over to Hatchet and just knocks the crap out of him, punching him repeatedly, and goes tearing off through the boat to help rescue people. Uh, Connor runs into Sonar, and Sonar's trying to beat the crap out of him. And Green Lantern shows up, and he uses his ring to kind of protect him, but Sonar's powers are just blowing him away. And they there's a scene where he's got a green bubble over him and Connor, and they have the headsets on to try to protect them from the sound of Sonar. And that's kind of where they leave it. It jumps to Flash. 
Now, with the Flashbook, you would have high expectations for this, I would think, because Mark Millard and Grant Morrison wrote it, Phil Ryan was the penciler, and John Hybers was the inker. Millar, Morrison, decent names. This book's shit. It's crap. It jumps from them being on the ship and dealing with this whole thing to being in a courtroom and being called up to the stand and asking why, you know, why they were the bad guys there. Though the You know, the Green Lantern and Flash and Green Arrow, they were the bad guys. They they busted in on something that they had no business of being there for and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is horrible. This, the first two issues of this were fantastic. Then you get to this and it's like, uh, not good. So, uh, read, check out the green lantern, green arrow one that, especially when Connor takes over at issue 100, uh, Ollie dies, spoiler alert. But I mean, that was what way mid nineties. He's back now. Um, okay. <laughs> Think he got he got better. <laughs> Didn't he sacrifice himself to reignite the sun? Yes, <laughs> like oh. Al. Yes, um, but the Flash one was just so disappointing, especially for the people that are writing it. Okay, that's what I had. Awesome, <laughs> cool. Hey, now what time is it? Random reads. Random reads. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll go first. Uh. So, I uh, I really enjoy the Symbiote Spider-Man, uh, you know, five-part series that they've been doing. I didn't read the Alien one with the Hobgoblin, but I did read the original when he was fighting Mysterio. This one is called uh, Spider-Man Cross Symbiote Spider-Man Crossroads by Peter David as the writer, and Greg Land is the penciler. So. Uh, starts out, someone comes up to meet the great, uh, Moondark. The Magnificent Moondark. Guess he's a uh, really potent magician, as this woman says. And then you cut to J. Joma, Jonah Joma, J. Joma, J. Jonah Jameson, and, uh, Robbie are standing outside the White House. They're getting ready to meet the president. or No, not the White House. They're in France. Sorry. I didn't see the French flag there. They're in France. Jameson goes to shake hands with the president. But instead he gets uh, hit with uh, Spider-Man's webbings. Jonah goes, you know, you web menace. He's like shaking his fist at him. Just going on a diatribe. And, uh. He says, uh, or no, he didn't do that to Jonah. He did that to the president. Sorry, it's been a few days since I've read this. And Jameson says he's a menace. How dare you web the uh, the president of the United Spits? United Spits? Yeah. United Spits. That's what it feels like. (laughs) Um, He says, yeah, I'm I'm webbing the... uh, the president, but all anyone will be saying is, hey, did you see Jonah's mustache is crooked? And he goes, it's not crooked! So, Secret Service is going after Spider-Man. But lo and behold, that's not the president that he webbed. It was Chameleon! 
He saved the president from Chameleon and Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. And Spider-Man lets him know that he saved him from Chameleon. <laughs> so it cuts to him swinging through the city. He's uh, going to drop off pictures to the Daily Bugle. Jonah says if uh, it's not uh, pictures of Spider-Man beating up a big baddie, he doesn't want to see him. But he's like, but those are, you know, so he doesn't get paid for the, the portraits. As always, Peter gets screwed. And he goes up on the roof, and his ex-girlfriend, oh no, they're still dating in this one, Black Cat, the last one, they were they were exes. Um, she's on the rooftop, they talk, he says thank you for giving him the tip on the bank robbery, and she's like, when you hang out in a supervillain bar, that's what you kind of get, and it cuts to the Museum of Natural History for some reason, the great the sorry, the magnificent moon dark puts a spell on the uh, garden, the dinosaur uh, display uh, area, and he's going after the glow something called the glowstone. Spider Man shows up, and he moon dark says, "I knew you couldn't resist coming after me," and he fires that. Uh, uses the gem and fires at Spider-Man, and it looks like he's incinerated, and he's like, yes, it worked! I did it! Spider-Man says, nice job! And Moondog says, thank And he says, eh? And then he gets punched in the face by Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man thwarts the robbery. Moondark gets arrested. Then they start shooting. The police start shooting at Spider-Man. Moondark escapes. Black Cat's helping Spider-Man now. Moondark starts attacking Black Cat with a image of a tiger, but it doesn't work. Uh, more Spider-Man running from the cops and getting shot at. They apparently corner Moondark. Moondark says Moondark, and they look at each other. Black Cat and Spider-Man look at each other with like uh, confused looks, and then he says it again. And then you get they're standing there and. Black Cat says, can we move, you know, move this along? I got movie tickets. She's looking at her wands. <laughs> and then Spider-Man starts doing a distraction here. He's doing calisthenics. He's doing, like, lunges and jumping jacks and, like, leg kicks. And Moondark's like, what are you doing? And he's like, making a distraction. A distraction from what? And he gets zapped by a taser by one of the security guards. <laughs> Gets captured, and all of a sudden, Carnilla the Norn Queen shows up. I didn't know who much about her, so I'm going to have to look her up. Um, Spider-Man fights her. Uh, he gets sucked into a portal, and comes in, and guess who's in there with him? The Hulk. It's that first. It's There's okay. A lot. It, yeah, there's a lot There's going a lot on. It's, it's tip, typical Spider-Man comic book lately, <laughs> and I am currently on book two. So nice. But yep, I love anything with uh, Peter Parker be having the symbiote suit because I missed that whole entire. I didn't collect at that point when he was wearing the black suit. And then it became Venom, like, right after that. So I never got to see any of the books with the black suit. 
So it's kind of fun that they're going back and doing uh, books from that time period right now. So I recommend it. It's pretty good. Peter David's always awesome most of the time. I just think it's funny that everybody gives Greg Land crap for uh, swiping photos, but he's a freaking great artist. Yeah. Like, he... You can't just steal a picture and turn it into what he does. Right. You know, without some talent. Because, like, his his Domino series, which I want to talk about later, I love that book. I don't know why. I just do. All right. Well, that's all I had. So. Cool. Do you want me to go? I don't care. All right, let me talk about my disappointment with Marvel. I know you guys always have more than I do. Uh, So, I've been reading Ghost Rider, the new series by Percy Smith and Peoples. Um, This is number three. came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh, Let me start out with, who really gives a crap about Fortnite coming into Marvel? Um, A lot of people, because if you get that comic, you get the Spider-Man skin for your characters, and then all the little... Once again, kids that are coming in, little kids, right? Purchasing this comic, which is good because I mean, truthfully, I mean, we, you know, we want a younger audience out there for Comic World, but yeah, no, it's sold out because of the code. That's all they want. Nobody wants the book. I I understand that. All right, so (laughs) so uh, let's say uh, this is another. uh, God damn it! How do I how do I describe how much my disappointment is with this? So it started out great. You know, Johnny Blaze wakes up in a strange town. He's got a cut in his head. Looks like something took some part of his brain out, right? He doesn't really remember much. He just remembers that the writer's screwing with him again. Um, this book, Marvel has a thing about violence right right now, right? Oh, um, I remember you telling me about this book. Horror is fine. Violence, bad. Like, uh, he's walking down the street in this road. Um, he's in... I think it's Oregon, right? And he's walking down this lonely road, and he sees, like, a dead deer. And the dead deer kind of opens its eyes, and it's got this weird, like, milky, weird, like, yellow eyes. He's getting followed by birds and bullshit. And he's hitchhiking. He gets picked up by this crazy dude, right? Just absolutely nuts. And he's like, this road eats people, and for me to stay alive on it, I have to feed the road. Uh-oh. Okay. Great. Uh-oh. So apparently there's this truck that comes along and just destroys people and takes their souls. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Stephen King Overdrive? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like when you look at the cover. Oh, it's just missing the Green Goblin hood, but it's got uh, giant fangs on the front. Uh-huh. But the variant cover is goddamn beautiful. Oh, that is a the, nice cover. The Spider-Man yeah. variant cover. Like, oh, nice. Um, so, keeps going. Guy's like, I gotta feed the road, gotta feed the road, blah, blah, blah. And then they like turn over to like this weird uh, CIA agent that's on trail of Johnny Blaze. She's goth, she's dark, so she's perfect. She's the Fox Mulder of the new generation. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say Fox Mulder of yeah. the new generation? Uh-huh. She always handles the creepy cases, kind of like in um, The Frighteners, where he was like, I get all the creepy cases. Yeah. And uh, so the the truck shows up. Imagine that, right? What? So Johnny turns into Ghost Rider and turns the bike into a giant semi to fight the giant semi. One page, all him transforming into it. Then you see on the bottom him going straight on into it. Next page, nothing. He destroys it, fights it. Nothing in the pit. Nothing in the book about it. 
There's no fight. It's a gambit ad. <laughs> I am excited for the gambit. Probably won't get fucked up. Like but... Chris Claremont? Yeah. Will Spatracio. Um and then you see the the supposed hit, and then Johnny's walking down the street again. With a mouth coming out of the cut into the back of his head. That's it. Okay, great. Nothing happens in this. So I'm gonna stop buying this, just like I stopped buying She Hulk, because nothing happens. Wow. That's pretty bad. I'm so excited for Ghost Rider. Every that time is it comes an out, amazing cover. And then though. it just fucking goes downhill. Okay. I'm glad I didn't buy that one because I, I was excited about it too. Domino number one yeah. by Gail Simone and David Baldwin. That's why you love it. Simone kills it on everything she touches. God, this book is great. Uh, I think this was 2018. She's uh, in, uh, I think she's in Russia and she's looking for. She's got to do it a hit or some shit like that. She's got her friend, uh, whatever her name is, the cowgirl. You know, does anybody know her name? No, doesn't what really matter. Vanessa? I don't know. That girl, the one with always wearing a bikini and cowboy hat. I don't know. So they go there. They meet this Russians, and they have like a mutant who's like turns into a weird bat kind of thing, and he's he he's hired himself out because he can't be one of the pretty mutants like them. Morlock. Yep. So they like save him, they bring him back, uh Diamondback comes along and they go back to Diamondback's headquarters and hey it's a birthday party for Diamondback. Or for Di- uh Domino. Little let down, the cowgirl is not wearing a bikini in this picture. No. Well she is she's got a little thing on the top. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's orchestrated by Wade, Deadpool. Um they're best friends, right? So pretty good. And she's like, hey, I got you. Uh, your boyfriends are over there. You must have a type. So there's Cable. There's a Thunderbird. And I think that's uh, Peter, right? Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. And they're all Is he missing like, an eye? Because uh, Colossus had his eye ripped out. Not in this. Or was that? Yeah, that was. Yeah, he had his eye like, ripped out. You must have it too. Yeah, like a, you have a, a definite type. Largeness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Large and in charge. And uh, Wade's like, hey, I got you a, a, a surprise for. The singer of the, you know, for the Dazzler. Dazzler is the, the main act of her birthday party. Which is awesome because she's wearing like a thin white Duke costume. So she looks like David Bowie. Nice. <laughs> and then Domino starts having like headaches. So she goes upstairs and blah, blah, blah. Somebody comes along. For some reason, Domino's playing with her dog in a bikini top or a bra. I don't know why. But I guess that's what she does. And <laughs> uh, an old guy comes in. He's got a mutant with him. And she, she takes away her luck powers and throws her out a window. The end. Bam. Done. Okay. Pretty easy. I remember that issue. Yeah. I remember people freaking out that her costume looked like she wasn't wearing a shirt. Remember? Like, um, that one? Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. you can see pattern on there. Yeah, just because her skin's see, white. You can't see pattern. Oh, no, she's not wearing a shirt. Oh, my God. Okay. Domino's one of my favorite characters. I wish I had New Mutants number 98. Yeah, me too. I sold it for uh, 20 cents or some shit like that. 10, ten bucks. I had I sold like 10 boxes of comics to have price books. Mm. And it was in it. So um, so we probably got 20 cents for it. Yeah. Now, on to something completely different. Uh, Bloodstained Teeth number one by Image Comics came out this mu- came out a couple months ago. So 2022. This is done by Christian Ward and Patrick Reynolds. <laughs> Reynolds. Um, story about... Uh, vampire 
there's vampires in the world. Uh, there's the blood, there's the born, and then there's the the ones that are created called the Sips. And Sips are wild and savage, and the Bloodborne hate them, right? They're like they put a thing in it, it's like you cannot create any more vampires, goddammit, blah blah blah. So this guy goes around and he sells his services as a vampire to convert people into vampires. Like, oh, I want to live forever. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars to make me live forever. He's like, well, you are not gonna live forever. He's like, uh, you know, eternity is expensive. So yeah, let's do this, right? He gets in trouble. Uh, one of the people that he turns is like a socialite. She does like YouTube stuff, and she's like, I'm having a bite party. So she starts biting everybody, and uh, so he gets in trouble by the by the guys that run like everything, and the guy who runs the uh, the vampire like uh, marketing. He's a marketing director for all the vampires. <laughs> is Bram Stoker. He apparently wrote the story to publicize, make everything believe that it's fictional. Actually, that's a pretty good twist. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. And uh, he gets he gets called into the main part, and um, they're like, you know, to uh, to make up for your 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 sins about creating more vampires, your job is to go out and kill all the ones that were created. So this is that's the book. Hmm. Not bad. Wasn't nice. great, but not good. Not bad, not good. Uh, don't. It's okay, you spoiled them up for me. Alright, Punisher Warzone Blitz, number one, by Gronbeck and Medina and Fabella. This came out hmm. last week. Webst- uh, same problem that they have with the X-Men books. They're publishing too many. They just need to go back to just Punisher. They don't need Punisher War Journal. They don't need Punisher whatever else they brought out you know, in the past. Who knows? Punisher Blood Book, Punisher Katana in a Butt, you know. They're probably going to have that book coming out pretty soon. Um, <laughs> so don't waste my time? It's great. <laughs> no, it's not great. It's it's okay. It's really long. It's really in-depth. And it, There's a new hate monger running around, and he's uh, apparently one step ahead of Frank the entire time. Everything he does, he's like, oh, well, it looks like that guy's gone again. Uh, gone again. Uh, gone again. He's a, he's a guy from Inspector Gadget. He's definitely Dr. Claw. Oh, Dr. Claw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Team Rocket. Team Rocket, blast off again. Yeah. <laughs> Art's good. Story's all right. Um, I'm just going to stick with Punisher. I like that story better. Him going against Ares. Uh, I really don't care about him going after hate groups. Somebody needs to go after hate groups. Uh, let that. That's why pride. they have the Captain America call him. Right. That's what they just, have. <laughs> just have Kitty Pride. There you go. She fucking she hates racists. Yes, she does. And they need to make that book. All right. That's all I got. Especially in God Loves, Man Kills when he, she goes after freaking what's his face? The Preacher. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. All right. Well, now I got to try to follow that up. Okay. Good luck. There's nothing to follow. <laughs> That was the most. <laughs> so first one I got is Dark Crisis, Young Justice. I used to love reading Young Justice. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. And Dark Crisis being the big event, remember, Justice League died. And so this is showing how the Young Justice team uh, came together to kind of console each other. And so we have the clone Superboy. We have Bart Allen uh, or Impulse, and we have Tim Drake, the sidekicks, right? And Cassie, Supergirl, is narrating this story. And so 
all of them get together after the memorial service that Nightwing puts on um, to honor the fallen heroes. And they only put up three statues, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, because apparently those are the only ones that actually matter, and so forth and so on. Poor Aquaman can't get no love. Anyhow. So, they're all talking, and all of a sudden, they turn around, and Tim Drake is in the back, or in Bruce Wayne's house, and sees Alfred who is dead. Um, Bart is being trained by Wally and what's his name? Mr. Mercury or Mr. Miracle. No, the Max guy, Mercury, Max Mercury. That's it. And he's like, where's my friends at? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And clone Superboy is back in Hawaii. And they have all done some kind of a time warp jump not realizing what's going on and taken back into their each individual issues when they were cool back in the nineties. And that's how this is going. This is a one part, one of six. I will not be purchasing any further issues. of this. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're, we're doing awesome with our books. All right. I picked this up because this, this next one's called says, uh, orcs, the curse on the top of it. It says Larson. I'm like, Ooh, Eric Larson, Savage Dragon, new book about orcs. This is going to be cool. It's not Eric Larson. It is Christine Larson. And it was actually pretty cool. Um, this is about a tribe. I'm going to say it's a tribe of orcs. I'm not a D&D guy, so I'm sure they have a proper terminology for a massing, mass amount of orcs. Tribe, right? Orchestra. Orchestra. An orchestra. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good, I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. We'll, we'll have to put that in our game. It's an orchestra of orcs. I love it. All right. So there's this evil wizard, and he's got these two raven henchmen. So they, they, they're dressed up. They're, they are ravens. They can fly, but they can talk. And they piss off the um, magician. And so they go to the orcs. And say, hey, can you give us a hand destroying the magician? And they're like, okay, for a price. And the ravens hire him. And so it's all about how the orcs are fighting the uh, magician, or the the evil magician, I should say. And taking him out and trying to save the raven clan because all these other ravens kept on dying, becoming members of their group. And they turn into this gigantic blob of raven gooiness. And um, yeah, this is a fun story. A lot of fun jokes and stuff in it. Um, they've got like a wrestler orc uh, that is going in and taking things Let down. me tell you something, brother. It, yeah. The orchestra of orcs <laughs> is going to run wild on you. And they're, they have their own uh, mage with them and the orcs that is trying to help take out the evil magician and it's just a fun story it's a one shot absolutely worth picking up i mean it's it's one of those books that you could say okay well my kid could even read it um nothing horrible in it just a lot of fun kind of a that D style all right every week i tell myself i'm not buying another marvel book and every week i seem to find one marvel book i'm like 
I'm going to give it a shot. You bought the new Fantastic Four. I bought the new Fantastic Four. And to piggyback off of what you were saying, because this is by Peter David, Alan Robinson, and Mike Spicer, how that Spider-Man jumped back to when he had the symbiote suit. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that's what they were going to do with this new Fantastic Four either. They jumped back to that. They jumped back to when it was the new Fantastic Four. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is the Incredible Hulk, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. And before that, they put out the whole like series in like yeah. seven ninety nine. I think it was seven ninety nine issue it? with like three. Yeah, yeah, for the three books. Yeah, kind of explaining all of it. Um, I was gonna pick that up. So there's a priest walking around, and the priest's name is Priest. Funny enough, and he is helping the homeless. And there is a, a guy down here in the below in the sewers, uh, trying to teach the homeless to or get their homeless to rise up and take their city back well uh the priest starts looking into it and he can see that this guy that is trying to get these homeless to riot is actually a demon he's the only one that can see he's a demon so he's like i need help and he happens to look in the newspaper guess what the new fantastic four are making the headlines in the newspaper so he's like boy i wish the new fantastic four would be here in las vegas well, all of a sudden, Spider-Man it's needs a wish. vacation. He says he's going to go to Vegas. Wolverine and Spider-Man's fighting with Vulture, and there's fun little quips back and forth um, through this. I think one of my favorite parts is the Vulture's actually like, hey, Spider-Man left me alone because he's going to go talk to Wolverine. And you see him get hit by a jumbo jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, um, yeah, we're going to go to Vegas. And Spider-Man's like, why? He's like, we just need to go to Vegas. So they're all heading to Vegas. They don't know why. Forgive me. I, I jumped ahead. The Vulture actually got hit by the plane that Spider-Man and Wolverine were on to fly to Vegas. <laughs> so I, I jumped ahead just ever so slightly uh in the meantime ghost rider had a calling to vegas as well and he was there to see mr fix it aka the hulk and um they show up at the airport to pick up wolverine and spider-man and they're driving into las vegas and there is a crowd full of people blocking the road yelling and screaming and wanting to kill them all and uh, so the hulk jumps out who wants a piece and they all start attacking. And Spider-Man, Logan jumps out, or Wolverine, and he's going to start swiping people with his claws. And Spider-Man's like, nope, you're not going to, and wraps his claws in webbing so he can't kill anybody. And um, Ghost Rider is staying in the street. He kind of looks out upon the people. And he's like, yeah, we got to be careful here because half of them are demons and half of them are humans. You can't. You know, we don't, you know, you guys can't tell who's who, so don't do anything. And Wolverine's like, Bull, I'm going to do something. So he starts going, <laughs> using his senses to determine which ones are demons and goes after the demons. And, um, he's the best. Dude. They what survive, they survive the fight, and the priest is telling him, okay, now we got to go down and take care of this demon that's in the, that's getting all these people riled up. And they start walking down into the sewer. Spider-Man's senses are going off. 
they run into the demon that's getting everybody riled up and um he's like welcome to hell on earth and poof the priest ends up in a casino and he's like how the hell did i end up here um spider-man incredible hulk and wolverine end up at um the fantastic four headquarters and ghost riders left to fight the demon by himself and that's where it leaves off at um this was actually really fun and funny um i'm not a big fan of any of these characters i liked ghost rider for a while but i like you know but for the most part i'm not a huge fan of any of these characters i'll probably check out the next issue see how it goes i think peter david really did a great job of kind of giving you that feel of the original series so I, i'd nice. say pick it up nice and that's what i have cool anything else you guys want to talk about yes Ooh, I just got the side eye of death. I guess I'm a racist. All right. Hold on. Before we talk about this, did you see Obi-Wan? Did you see Obi-Wan? Yes. Last issue? Last episode? It's all Obi-Wan. It wasn't sand. (laughs) Obi-Wan beat the fuck out of him. (laughs) So now we know why Vader never goes after (laughs) Obi-Wan ever again. He's not going to take the third time this charm, bitch. Like I was telling you when they texted you, I said, see? I would have finished after the first time. I would have been like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> we were we were talking about this at work, Anthony and I. He's on uh, ABC D-Bags, the podcast. So you got to check that out. He's pretty funny. Um, we were talking about And he was like, why don't you just turn the hilt around of the goddamn lightsaber and just stab him in the chest multiple times? <laughs> just end it. That was, was like, awesome. That's perfect. That's how he did it, too. <laughs> he just fucking went at his... Fucking respirator <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. Now, uh, people are screaming that they want a Vader show. I don't want a Vader show. I don't show. want a Vader I show. He, it's, again, kind of like that Boba Fett character we could have gone getting by with yeah. just guest appearances kind of thing and calling it good. You know what would have been better than a Boba Fett? An Aura Singh show. She was take over that. I want a Wicked show. <laughs> I just want... You some... had three seasons. You had, like, the... the the cartoon the movies, and the TV the cartoon, shows. You're, you're good. I, I just want the Mandalorian <laughs> to come back. I want Wicked to go like full-blown badass and just like he picks up the laser and just starts going after everybody. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Then eats them. <laughs> just, eat, just barbecuing and just eating the people. <laughs> or Tag and Bank. I want to see Tag and Bank. Yeah. That'd be a good show. I'd watch that. Yeah. That would be really good. All right. All right. Now we get on to uh, the Ms. Marvel discussion. Actually, I'm going to change it before we go to that. Oh, he's going to keep it for a while. Umbrella Academy. I know you guys gave up after halfway through season two if you did not finish season two. Season three has been a lot of fun. And the music in there is phenomenal. The music they select to put in the shows, amazing. Absolutely. If nothing else, listen to it on Spotify. All right. Uh, (laughs) Stranger Things 2. Gerard Way's. Making the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things? I will have to admit something here. You've never I, seen any of it. I haven't watched it, but I am going to give it another shot. From the beginning. I will tell you this. Season 3 kind of lagged, but Season 4 is wow. And you need to see Season 3 for Season 4 to make sense, in my opinion. But yeah, absolutely be checking that out if you have not watched that. 
All right. Now, Miss Marvel, I am digging the hell out of it. It is fantastic. It is these it is designed for 16-year-old girls. 16-year-old girls. Yes. That's what it is designed for, but that's how the comic was written as well. And the imaging that they do in this show is amazing. So when they're like sending text back and forth, the words come up in like street signs and stuff as they're walking along. So you see the words coming up in the street signs and stuff like that. And um, the artwork moves as you see them moving through the city and stuff like it is just gorgeous. It is fun. I'm digging it. I really recommend you check it out. Very unrealistic convention, though. I agree. I, it's like, what convention is this? Well, there have been no convention like that. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, they never did any advertising. No. Because they decided to put it out in the most watched Disney Plus series so far. But at the same time, if you noticed at the end of some of those, like at the end of Obi-Wan, it's like, since you watched this, why don't you check out? Yeah. So, I mean, they were promoting it in that manner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't expect this to be like entwined into the MCU as kind of like it's just a offshoot. I think it's going to be. It's in Marvels. It's, it's going to be. It's it? going to yeah. be in. It's going to. It's canon. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, the convention was like, uh, huh? But at the How same time. How you hit time, with a giant hammer and walk away? <laughs> like she got splattered. <laughs> I don't care if you're wearing a Captain Marvel costume. You're still not going to walk away from that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I like how they were like, that's not even canon. And it's like the old Carol Danvers, like, black bodysuit. Right. Just with the new color. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see it. I'm, I'll check it out and see. I need to it, form a better opinion because I just didn't watch it. I, but my expectation going into it was this is designed for a young audience it's not necessarily meant for me. Everything how, should be about our generation. And I enjoyed it because of that. How, how did I describe it? Scott Pilgrim meets... I can't remember what it was. It's very Scott Pilgrim. It's very Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Well, I did like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I think it's worth checking out. Give it a couple of episodes. The first one starts off a little slow because they're developing the character. But give it a couple of episodes and just see what you think. I mean... You don't like it? You don't like it? Okay. It's not for everybody. Just like Moon Knight. Everybody hated Moon Knight too, so. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's okay. No blame here. You don't like it. Alright. That's what I Unless you have some bullshit response. (laughs) Did you see G.I. Joe, the 35th anniversary of the movie in the theaters? No, I saw it was out there, but I did not see it. One showing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I wish they would re-release that. I really want to own that so badly. We could re-recreate it right now. I was once a man. I was a man. Duke gets cancer. No, no, he doesn't. He gets hit by the snake. He gets killed by Therpentor. Yeah, he gets hit by a snake. Falcon has to take the lead because Falcon's like, what, his nephew or some junk. Yeah, you know, because of... 
<laughs> Flint couldn't take over. Where was General Hawk? Once he got to the field, he, be, he lost his effectiveness. Sergeant um, Slaughter. Yeah, well, Sergeant Slaughter's boys With went. Four Lob. Four Lob and Renegade and... Uh, and Jinx, first first appearance yep. of Jinx. I mean, come on, that's something. That's something. Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah. Badass. But those red guys with the armor? The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, to this day, I can't make a Sims game, like a town or whatever, without calling it Cobra <laughs> Nice. It's been 30 years. <laughs> nice. That's actually awesome. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Every one of them. Well, all my castles in like uh, what was it, Suikoden series was Grayskull. Nice. It was Grayskull every single time. I did see that they just had Joe Fest in Savannah, Georgia. I might try to go sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, check it out. See what it's all about. Do a little mini do a vacation or something, and then just be near Savannah at that point. How would you mess with it? How would you go? Like some people go to comic cons and they dress up like in sports outfits. How would you go to a GI Joe convention? I dress up as Optimus Prime. Yeah. Like if you went to a Transformer convention, I would definitely dress up like Psychill. <laughs> Gobots. That'd be funny. You'd Battle Beast, Psychill, and dress up like the Barbie-sized GI Joes from the 1950s. <laughs> I don't. I think it would. I'd go as Panthro. What do you mean? (laughs) I question Tara. All right, so uh, I think that's it for the show. We're going down a rabbit hole. We're We're going. We're going. We're we're going off the rails. See you guys. See ya later.